Hi y'all, welcome to the craft table. My name's Tori. If you want to reach me or see what I'm doing or anything that I mention in the podcast, I post it to my Instagram, which is at the craft table podcast. And if you want to email me or have any questions about stuff I've talked about, you can reach me via email with the email address thecrafttablepodcast at gmail.com. I just want to say at the top of the episode, um, I did take off last week, but the reason for that was we, my elder dog, MJ, um, we went ahead and let her um, have a, one last stay with us at home before she was put to sleep she was having a lot of problems lost a lot of weight we knew this was coming uh it was just really hard i took some time off of work stayed at home uh just tried to decompress I know in my previous episodes that I have mentioned that I've been using my crafting as a means of comfort while I'm grieving, and I actually still doing that. She's been gone for a week now, but it's still really hard and really sad, and it's going to be a really long time before I'm okay again. But I've been trying to find comfort where I can. I've been taking my other dog, who's much younger, Maggie, to for walks. And if I leave the house, she comes with me in the car. I've just been spending a lot of time on the couch with her, holding her, reading, and watching critical role. I did try and knit some, but I just haven't really been feeling all that motivated. So I apologize if my episodes are a little short in the coming weeks. I do know that it just is a part of life and it can be difficult. I'm grateful that I have the support system that I do and I've put things in place to help me, and I hope other people can have those sorts of uh, resources or support in their lives if something like this happens. It's really hard, and it's been really interesting to see how crafting has played a role in my grieving. I know this is a podcast about spinning and using your hand spun and learning and growing and I think this is a really important topic even though it's hard to talk about or maybe it's not talked about at all but using your hands and moving and using your body can actually be very healing and I've found that my spinning And if I did knit, my knitting has helped me self-soothe 
and it brings a piece that I think is really important and something you need when dealing with really hard things. And so I've found myself being very quiet and introspective when I've been spinning or knitting. Um, It's not necessarily been, it's been very meditative, I think is the best way to describe it because the introspection hasn't been like, (laughs) um, uh, what's the word I'm thinking of? I just can't think of it right now, but it hasn't been like this grand, um, epiphany of like how the world works or anything like that it's just been a very quiet acceptance of the things around me and just trying to find peace with it so I really I I haven't started anything big or crazy because I don't think I'm really in the headspace to do that I know I mentioned that I was spinning for my Targi hand spun shawl, and I did finish that. I finished it in prepping for when MJ was going to be gone so that I could work on my shawl on the couch while I sat with Maggie or with MJ. So that was finished pretty early on two weeks ago. I washed and thwacked my skein and then promptly wound it into a ball and started knitting with it. I'll share a picture of the skein. What? Yeah, I'll share a picture of it probably on my Instagram sometime this week of just like an update of what I've been doing and what the color transition looks like in the shawl because it's not what I was expecting it to be but it's still pleasant enough to to look at and it's been a really nice skein of hand spun aside from that I haven't started anything else knitting wise I haven't really been motivated in my crafting I my spinning wheel was quiet and empty for those two weeks until yesterday. Yesterday was the first day where I was feeling good enough to sit at my wheel um, and maybe start something. I had earlier this past week looked at the skeins that I had made from my half fleece that I finished and have mentioned quite a few times in previous episodes and did a yardage count and found that it was a little over 1,700 yards, maybe over 1,800 yards even, of a three-ply, traditionally plied three-ply fingering weight woolen spun yarn. And I am thinking of dyeing it a light tan color probably with tea bags I kind of just want to stain it with tea bags and call it a day just because I'm not wanting to get crazy invested in dyes and I do like the color of like a black tea stain so we'll see about that 
But I'll definitely take a picture and share that on Instagram. Because I it that kind of pushed me into thinking about how I wanted to use that yarn. Because that yarn holds a lot of really meaningful thoughts and memories for me. Because I spun it and carded it all with MJ. Usually either sleeping next to the wheel or sleeping on the couch in front of my wheel. Towards the end, she spent a lot of time by my side. And that was one of the ways we spent time together was me spinning and her watching me or just laying next to me. So I really wanted to do something with that and I still do. I think my original plans for it have changed a little bit, but I still wanna make a garment. I, I'm not sure which garment. I have to go back to the drawing board on that one. But I do know I want it to be a cardigan with uh, a contrast color. And I am thinking, like I said, of dyeing it with black tea and a sample, dyeing a sample with black tea and seeing how it turns out. And moving forward with whatever plans I have. And I'll share a picture of all of the yarn on my Instagram as well this week. It was actually quite impressive when I put it all down and started counting up my yardage from my notes. I'm a little shocked that I ended up with that much and I was able to spin that much. It's quite a big feat, especially at a very fine fingering weight. I still have an almost full bobbin of singles that I think I might just separate into three and ply that way. I did try and do a chain ply and I just was having a really hard time. I didn't really like how fast and rushed I felt trying to get my single in the um, form, form, formation that you need to hold it in to get it to actually ply on itself. It just wasn't enjoyable. So I think I might just split up, up my singles and do a three ply, traditional three ply. But for now, that bobbin is laying on my Lazy Kate and I will get to it when I get to it. I have not started my my next fleece, I haven't even carded the sample. The wash sample is still sitting on my kitchen table, ready to be carded with my hand carters. I just don't feel like it's time to start another massive project like that right now. I kind of am wanting to figure out what to do with my my uh, half fleece yarn before I make any decision. So that's still sitting ready to go and I will continue to think about it and look, on, look at it as I work to maybe get some inspiration. I did, like I mentioned, finally sat down at the wheel yesterday. I had finished up my coding boot camp work a little early and I didn't want to sit on the couch. I kind of was itching to maybe 
spin something on my wheel. So I took out a braid of fiber that I got from Spindelicious a couple months ago in September. I had bought her new at the time, and it's still new, one of her newest fiber offerings. Of It's called the Nine Mile Cormo that she's been sourcing. Uh, she had dyed a really beautiful, I think it was called Pale September, uh, on this base. And I had never spun Cormo. I really loved the colors that she had dyed on that base. And it looked really interesting. So I bought it. It's It ranges from pale yellows and tans to dark, dark, almost black purples with tons of pinks and mauves in between. It's definitely very much a me kind of color and I really love it. So I knew that I wanted to use it with my half fleece that I just finished spinning as my contrast color. And that might change after I've applied my singles and like compared it to the fleet my other three ply but we'll see as of right now I have split my braid in two I'm going to do a two ply so that I can keep the colors as even and exact as it is in the braid because I really love the look of the braid and I'm going to do it so it's split in half down the middle and it's a skinny braid very very skinny so the two I don't even want to call them nests because they're massive balls of split braid um I have to I am spinning from the top of the braid down in one direction for both parts of the braid and then I'm going to apply them together from the same ends so that the color repeats match or match as best as I can get them to with the way I'm spinning. I am currently working on the first half of the braid. I am getting towards the end. I probably have spun over half of this first part. I am spinning it on the largest uh, whirl on my wheel. And I have been pre-attenuating the fiber so that I can get as fine as a single as possible. I am not being too picky about it. I'm just going with the flow and enjoying the colors and the softness of this fiber. I was not expecting this Cormo to be so bouncy and soft. It definitely reminds me a tiny bit of the Targi in that it's slightly spongy, very floofy and bouncy, but not as, not as spongy. It's but it's on that spectrum, that to the point where I was like, oh, this is a little bit like the Targi. So I would recommend possibly pre-attenuating any braids that you have or fiber of Cormo, if it's pure 100% Cormo, 
just because I feel like that would allow you to spin finer with more control. And that's what I'm doing to get the best that I can. And it's still ending up a little uneven, which is fine with me. I'm not really going for perfect. I'm just going for an estimated guess and I'll make it work with my gauge. <laughs> uh, I'm not too picky. With this, I'm just doing what I can with what I have. So I don't know how quickly I'll get this done. I'm just spinning occasionally whenever I feel like it, like right now as I'm talking to you. But I haven't really been spinning at great lengths or with a lot of time. I'm still feeling a little raw and quiet. So it's only been maybe like 20 minutes there, 15 minutes there. On my lunch break, I didn't even immediately go for the wheel. I looked at my homework for this week for my data science boot camp. So... I don't know, that kind of says a lot to me because normally I would go straight for the wheel and turn on a podcast. So, it is what it is. But I am going to be working on that for the foreseeable future. So once I finish the two singles, I will then ply them and give my braid a good wash. Compare the color to the... um, the half fleece that I finished and see if I want to dye the half fleece a pale tan to see if to have it go with the color or if I don't want to use this contrast color at all after I see it in a in a um skein it'll just depend because I do know that even though I'm trying to spin it to the way that it is in the braid it still might look a little different once it's plied so I just want to wait and see before I make any plans or jump forward into any projects. I might spend some more time looking at patterns again and debate on what to do. I originally wanted to try and steak a cardigan, but I don't think that's gonna be the case anymore. I'm just gonna go with whatever sounds interesting just because I'm I just don't think I really want to, I don't want to, I want the project to go well with the yarn that I've created, especially since it holds such important feelings and, and memories for me. So we'll see what happens and I'll keep you updated on that. And I'm not really buying anything else. I haven't bought anything in a while. I did notice that Spin Delicious had started dying for the holidays, holiday colors. That actually interested me, but I think I'm going to put it on the back burner for now and just craft with what I have. I'm not someone who has a crazy large stash. I do know that my my local knitters to me that I, and spinners that I call call friends and part of my community, they have much larger stashes than I do. They've also been doing this a lot longer than me. So 
and they also know what they like a bit better than I do. And they're very talented and knowledgeable people. So my, so their stashes are quite impressive and interesting. Whereas mine, I've just been buying for my fiber in particular braids one or two at a time with projects in mind or I like I bought that fleece just to learn and that that second fleece from Rhinebeck as my next big project to learn so I don't really buy on a whim with my fiber my knitting on the other hand is a little different I have I've mainly been buying with projects in mind so uh what I do have of my stash is stuff like one-offs that I originally thought to do something with but now don't and it's mainly uh indie dyed yarns that fit in two totes two clear totes and that's it and I just sit in my closet in my craft room so I'm I'm pretty gung-ho on just continuing to use what I have and uh, knit and spin the projects that I have in mind already. I'm not really feeling too creative or inspired right now to go for anything else, so I'm going to continue what I'm doing, share that with you, and maybe learn a little bit from y'all or hear about what you're making and doing. I do know that there's a new app out right now called the Making App for iOS, which I have an, an iPhone, so I can access it and I have, and I do have an account on there that I started for the Making, the Craft Table podcast. So if you're interested or curious about that to get some inspiration, that is available. It's relatively new and it does seem like It'll be an interesting place for seeing others work in the arts because it seems like they're trying not to just pigeonhole into one type of art or craft. I'm not sure how it'll go and I do know that they're trying to get the Android app up and running. So I guess when that happens, I might be able to have like a better idea of what this application is hoping to be but it is interesting and I'm thinking it may or may not give me a little bit of inspiration or learning that I might have not gotten from like Instagram and Ravelry so we'll see I'd be curious to know if you guys have heard much about that app or are thinking of it as a creative outlet or if you have anything that you do during the holidays with your spinning or your hand spun that is a bit of a tradition or something new, I am, this will be my first, this will be technically my second holiday season with this particular craft. And I'm curious to see how it goes now that I have a wheel and I'm not just learning but actually as like a baby baby spinner but actually as someone who's done it for a little while and is learning in different ways and 
building new practices and rituals and um, traditions. I definitely have been trying to build traditions for myself personally with holiday season as I grew up in a fundamentalist household, Christian fundamentalist household that was very not great. And I do not follow those practices anymore. So I've been trying to find new traditions and rituals to put into my life. And I think spinning could possibly, crafting really honestly, could be a good outlet. And I do know that people do things like spin-alongs or advent calendars with fiber and knitting. But I, or what is it? I think it's like the Christmas cast on or something where you cast on the night of Christmas. If you celebrate, I'd be curious to know what you all do or what you want to do or have heard and are curious about doing or starting this year. I think that'll be a nice little thing to play around with, especially with the loss of MJ and kind of just navigating a lot of different changes in my life. So that's my question to you this week. What are things that you are getting ready to do with the holiday season when you're crafting? Whether it's rituals you've done or traditions that you've had or something new that you want to do or implement in your crafting, I would love to hear it. You You can share that either on Instagram with me or through my email, I probably, I would love to, I would be more than happy to share anything that you guys tell me with y'all. I think it's something that with the winter months in the North, in North America, we all start to kind of like bed down a little bit more and stay home more and do more family oriented things. And it might be fun to share what different families do or different crafters do. I definitely love to learn about those things. So I will be sharing that probably well after New Year's. (laughs) Um, But we have quite a few episodes before then. So if you can think of anything, feel free to share and I'll share it here. I hope you all have a good week and you have some nice moments to yourself and with family and friends and I will speak to you next week.